Hey everyone, welcome to Above Board, the podcast about how to build a bootstrap business, digital privacy, and updates from our company, Fathom Analytics. I'm Paul Jarvis, designer and marketer. And I'm Jack Ellis, programmer and hype man. Follow along as we have candid discussions about what it means to run an ethical business and keep things always above board. And as always, you can learn more at usefathom.com. Today, we're going to be talking about all things related to focus, momentum, and the future. My, my wife went to a card reader with her aunt and some other uh, family friends. And I mean, it's a card reader, right? And I, I'm, I'm sure I'll offend someone who listens to the podcast. But card reading is a game of chance and they're going to get something right. So I told my wife, I said, you need to actually lie about things, or, you know, or make things up. And there was, she did at the start, like she didn't wear a wedding ring, blah, blah, blah. And then she, she actually said something that was truthful. And then she messaged me after and she, she says, what does she say she's like you know this is just just really weird i know you think it's nonsense and i know it's nonsense but this is just really weird and i'm like so i basically because it was about a german shepherd right and a german shepherd dying because and my dog my dog died and as i did a a google on uh sorry a duck duck go on i did a search for the population or the percentage of people that have german shepherds in canada and german shepherd was one of the most popular dogs and so if you don't have a german shepherd like Paul, you could have a German Shepherd, and we have all these relatives and friends. Their ger- dog could be dead. Who's a German Shepherd? And I just think that it's just stupid. So I got to apologize. I mean, are you sure that- your wife just doesn't always take off her wedding ring when she leaves the house? <laughs> yeah, the card reader was a handsome <laughs> male as well. Yeah. Yes, I don't know. Like everyone has their, their beliefs about it. I'm not going to slag it off completely, but I just I think it's I think it's nonsense. But a lot of people think that things i believe in are nonsense so yeah. i apologize to the card reading fans out there i, I really am sorry to yes to have a go there, there there might be an intersection of the two circles on the venn diagram of people who are into card reading and people who are into privacy focus <laughs> analytics so thanks for that my bad, my bad. <laughs> so what are we talking about today we're talking about um whatever you said in the intro it's so long ago mm. i've already forgotten yeah one of the obsessions that we've been having at the moment is momentum and not just momentum on the kind of output end or doing things behind the scenes, but everything right now just feels like there's so much momentum. And even on the trials page, I think we've had, we had one of the longest trial streaks we've ever had. And you know what to look for. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's, that's crazy. So we're talking about so, that and talking about snoring dogs. Um, we're talking is about, your dog snoring right now? Oh, I can't she, hear. She is. I mean, okay. how, much can a, how much can one dog sleep? I mean, a lot. Yes, I, I envy dogs, and yes. just the, the 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 lack of fucks given for being awake. Oh, and she's a terrier, so she's either asleep or oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like, <laughs> that's terriers. Yeah. No. So we're talking about momentum. We're going to talk about um, some infrastructure. We're going to talk about hype maybe and uh being careful to what we commit to and when because like you know one of the things i mean let's go let's go straight into this ball one of the things that we've spoken about is and it's i'm the cause of this but 
I also think my hype has pros. So there's a pros and cons because I'm very work in public. And I just, I am, I share every detail. I share things that make me look stupid, but I always share the solutions because I'm not scared of looking stupid. And I might've got this from Adam Wathen at some point. He talks about asking in, in public for help and working through it. I think it's good. I think if people aren't afraid to look stupid and they like, they don't understand things, it can be worked out publicly and then everyone can benefit from it. So I'm Mr. Work in public. And I sometimes extend that to fathom to the point where we will be working on a feature and I will tweet it out. And instead of just saying, this is what we're working on, I will say, coming soon. <laughs> and without fail, I think, well, 90% at least of the time, something has ended up coming up and delaying that feature. A great example being the DDoS attack of 2020. So me and Paul, well, me and you, we've been talking about managing hype and language. Yeah. And I mean, I, I do understand that. And I do see that the, the benefit of hype because it's marketing and it's getting P and, and it also, I think, serves for not just marketing, but for getting our existing customers stoked that we are putting so much into the product, right? Which I think is is a good thing. Like I care, we've talked about this lots of times, like I care as, as much or more about our existing customers than any potential customers that are coming in because these are the people who are already giving us giving us money. So they're the most important people. But I think where I kind of struggle with that is when it seems like we aren't true to our word. To the where it's, yeah. yeah, where it seems like we're kind of committing to something where we do have the intent and the problem is like in the moment, the intention, like you and I will have been talking on signal or whatever and be saying like, Oh yeah, we can get this out like next month. And then you tweet something and mm. then it's like coming soon. And it's like, <laughs> okay, but then running a startup with two people has so like so much. And I think um, John Nolan from ghost has, has tweeted about this, uh, about how on the, on the outside, it seems like not much is happening in a lot of startups and a lot of bootstrap startups, especially. And internally, there is it. And this actually relates to the conversation about momentum as well, where there are a lot of times where all the sexy stuff, the stuff that builds momentum, the stuff that gets new customers, the stuff that sets trials on fire, that stuff sometimes has to wait because there's more important stuff behind the scenes that needs to happen. Right. Yeah, like, like getting DDoS attacked. Yeah, or even like privacy shit changing. Oh, yeah. And uh, having to deal with that and, and us making a plan to deal with that. And we don't control when regulators say this new thing is coming into effect, but like it, it affects us. And I think for, for me, I've always been, I've, I've seen, I guess, on my personal end, I've seen the benefit of always being true to if i say i'm going to do something i do it if i say it's going to be done by this date it's going to be done if i say it's going to cost this much as it and like that's how i want it being a freelancer because i'm not the best designer i'm not the best writer i'm not the best any of those things i'm the best at managing expectations okay and, and you you've said this before and i completely agree with that there's a single nuance to you doing that design work and programming work are very yes. very different and but you're not wrong. So it's like, I view that and I go, <laughs> yeah, but he's got, I call you, I call it designer privilege. But then yes. I also go, ah, oh, but he's actually 100% right. The client doesn't care if you've got nuance in your programming. They care about you meeting what you've said you're going to do. 
Mm-hmm. So regardless of designer privilege, you're 100% right. It's just, it's better for the outside world if you're committing to what you say. And I suppose that then ties into, well, we should know that. I should know that. So I, that's why I've started to be more careful when I hype things. Because like right mm-hmm. now we've got branches for Teams. I mean, the Teams interface is done. The Teams database structure is done. It's just a case that we're having to prioritize, like there's the new SCCs in the EU. So the yeah. EU is now, you know, Max Remsu's Facebook, and that's been going, that happened last year. We're currently, we're finally getting our infrastructure live for that. Uh, um, <laughs> I've got to be careful with what I say about this, but. Do you want me to say how many branches we have off of the, off of the main branch on our application? <laughs> yeah, you could. I mean, that doesn't actually, but then we've got, we have sub, we have sub features within those things. So, yeah, I mean, and also some of them might be old, right? They might just be left on the origin. So it's not a truly accurate representation, but we've got, we've got a lot. Don't actually, no, it doesn't even, whatever number you could say doesn't matter, but some of them could be old. So you can own those 20 or 30. Yeah, these, some of these are done. Are Like some of these are, I realize that now, some of these branches are just branches that we've merged, but they still exist as branches. Mm. Yeah. Or that I've updated it, but I only update, I only write to our application as not the main branch. And then you take it and do like, I'll just do a bunch of UI shit, upload it and say, hey, Jack, make this work. And so you've made that work on the on the main branch, and I that still just links like this dashboard link thing. We didn't have a link to go back to the dashboard in the sub navigation from the settings page, and that was created a while ago. But like that that's been added to our to the main branch ages ago, weeks maybe a month or two ago. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, they they can just. They can just accumulate and then we're going between things. And then before you know it, you've got all of these accumulated branches, which is, uh, which is intense. Mm-hmm. But I think we've moved to this new sprint approach, which I know at first you were like, ah, but I think it's better, especially- Mostly because to- I hate Asana. Yeah. I mean, we're using it in the most basic way. I just think it's going to help us with certain things. But even now, you know, we, we recently had that infrastructure thing of how can we handle unlimited scale? And all that jazz, and I did some research, and that's a couple out of my time. Like things just come up, and it's very hard to actually know what to spend your time on because, like, if I look at it now, our sprint has got so many important things, and we still have lots of important things. So, maintaining momentum, I actually listened to the Art of Product podcast uh, recently, and I really, <laughs> Derek and Ben were arguing about the concept of a backlog. <laughs> it made me laugh because you know Basecamp have got that, that radical thing of delete your backlog which is, is just stupid I mean I'm not going to dance around that it's stupid you have to keep some things in your backlog um, and Derek has the attitude of that he likes to keep customer feedback and he likes to keep little tasks and I agree with him like having little tasks that you can do to maintain the momentum he's proof of that he works in public I think yeah. it's good you've got to have a mixture of things that you're doing so when we come around to this, come away from the hype talk, but come around to the momentum stuff, I think you will have to have these behind the scenes things you're doing, but you also have to do these little releases because people care that you're developing the product, right? That's what yeah. I care about. If I'm, I'm, see, it's a mixture, isn't it? It really is a mixture. Some people don't care. And as you often say, you, say, you know, there are thousands of people that literally don't care. They're happy with the product as it is. They're mm-hmm. not asking for anything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we hear from less than one percent of our customers. Oh, way less about than, like five percent, like yeah. And of that percentage, is probably one percent of people asking for things that don't exist. Yeah. So 
we have to balance that. And I think, so I get, I, there's, there's a few things I want to touch on. The, the first is, I think because you and I are both the the owner of the company, the co-CEO, well, I don't fucking titles are stupid for small companies, even for big companies. That's another conversation. <laughs> but I think part of running a company is making time to do work and making time to think about work. Yeah. Right. And I think the you spending the last few days thinking about this conceptual idea of how can we scale infinitely based on changing some server infrastructure stuff was absolutely useful. But yeah. on the public side, it's like, okay, there's a week where we haven't released any little thing. And I mean, Derek is actually a good example because it seems like every time I open up Twitter, he's released a new feature in Savvy Cal. Yeah, he claims he was on vacation, but I know that's bullshit. He makes us look bad. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Derek's nuts. <laughs> but I think that there's... It, there does need to be that balance of, okay, sometimes we need to spend, like sometimes, you know, I'll get on a call for like a couple hours and talk through a problem that doesn't, the solution isn't, here's a new feature. The solution is doing something behind the scene, scenes or changing something that nobody's ever going to see or know about, but that makes a difference. Oh right? yeah. Well, it, it prevents a fire for us in the future and it prevents things going wrong. I mean, and unfortunately, or fortunately and unfortunately, this is what, makes us the premium solution i mean we think about things we have and i i just like i'm so uninterested in competitors to be completely honest with you but if you look at competitors uptime pages which i encourage everyone to do mm -hmm. they're going offline and like that's not okay like, you're paying for a service you've got to try and keep it online and i think it's funny we charge we start charging was it 14 dollars a month like i take uptime so seriously to me it's really important yeah. some people say oh it's only 14 dollars. i don't expect it to be blah 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 uptime all the uh, online all the time well no people expect your analytics to be online i think it even if you're online. migrating a billion rows of a database oh hell yeah yeah nothing, exactly <laughs> but that's just it so we try to plan for this stuff and if we're talking about viral sites we're no longer dealing with just one big customer who could go viral we have some huge customers who can go very viral we have a customer at the same time oh yeah we have a customer <laughs> in the retail sector it's a huge customer it's a, a brand from my childhood and they can go viral over the Christmas period, right? So yeah. we have to think about this kind of stuff. And ultimately, yeah, it took probably about six days, but that also included the move. We're moving to having multiple firewalls. Uh, so we're having, <laughs> this is so fun. We already have a firewall in place, but we're now going to be adding an additional layer of firewall. And this is good for two reasons. Number one, it's going to be far more cost efficient with uh, protecting protecting us from spam and uh, attacks number two it lays the groundwork for eu isolation now we're not going to give a launch date on eu isolation mm -hmm. but what i can say is that i spoke to i spoke to lucas and lucas actually works at hetzner which is a, the the german company that has the uh, infrastructure and he's building us a highly available load but he's actually coming he's actually going to contract with us and work with us on maintaining it and everything else which i'm so excited about He's going to be building a load balanced setup, which means that we have multi availability zone. I think we actually might have multi region. Hmm. Uh, Nuremberg and Falkenstein, they aren't close to each other, or they're in a different region, are they? Do they count as a different? I only know Nuremberg from the Nuremberg ring from racing. Um, so the multiple load balancers, I feel like it's multi region. I mean, it's not really, it's 
probably multi-availability zones. Let's go with that. And then he throws servers behind each of those. And for all you folks in the EU, I'm, I'm not saying when this is coming. This is huge. What these yeah. servers do, EU isolation means that your any EU visitors that visit your site are script, script.js, the JavaScript file, doesn't touch the US. So their IPs stay. The IPs don't just... So obviously, IP address has to be passed when doing a request. So with EU isolation, not only are the servers in the European Union, but the companies that control those servers are based in Germany. Well, why is that important? Well, following the Schrems 2 ruling, the United States government can um, subpoena, can control, can order any US provider to do anything with regards to data collection. So imagine you're using DigitalOcean and imagine you have some servers in Germany and you think, oh, I'm based in the EU. Well, you're not because guess what can happen? The US government can compel DigitalOcean to tap those EU servers and then basically take all of the data that's coming in from the EU. And that's under Pfizer. Yeah. With what we're doing, it's controlled by German companies and those German companies can't be controlled by Pfizer. And we're a Canadian company, which means we're not subject to Pfizer at all. And I'm a British citizen and Paul is a Canadian citizen. So the the British government has not got Pfizer. I don't, I don't even live in the UK, but point is the British government hasn't got um, uh, Pfizer. Yes. And it's also, it had, it had an adequacy ruling under GDPR. So, if you're an EU company, and uh, you know, I'm going to say this: if you have friends in the EU that are using Google or using someone else, you need to slap them and say to use Fathom. Uh, for the record, disclaimer: I don't recommend slapping your friends. This was just a metaphor or just a uh, just a joke. So Fathom is going to a whole new level. There's no one else doing this in the scene. No one's even touching this. This is going to be absolutely mind-blowing. High availability through to the United States. Unlimited uh, capacity in our queues. For, uh, it's just incredible what we're doing. We're taking it to a whole new level because we actually care about the quality of the service. So if you've got EU friends or you're an EU company, or you're an EU citizen, use Fathom.com. There's the hype, man. Mike. There he is. Yeah. So I think the main thing is that it doesn't matter if somebody advertises the fact that they have servers located in the EU. Nope, exactly. The company has to be located in the EU too, which mm-hmm, isn't the case mm-hmm. for anybody that we've seen. Yep. Amazon Web Services, DigitalOcean, we don't care. We haven't even gone, we're not going all EU because we want to use AWS, but guess what? We're going to strip the data before it touches AWS. Yep. I actually had a call with Rhi about this and and we were talking through, the Rhi's our privacy officer. I was talking through the tech and she's really concerned about you know, companies not taking this seriously and she's just exhausted from it all. But yeah, I feel her. She's, she's got a hard job. She does because the world, the world circles around the United States. Yeah. So yeah, we've got a huge market opportunity here and I'm, I'm so excited for this. It's, it's just great. Yeah. And I think that that's going to really help with uh, bringing it back to momentum. <laughs> that's, I think that's really going to help with the momentum piece because I think what, what, I guess we haven't really talked about this uh, on the show, but I, I really think that Fathom is a product-driven... It, 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 it Fathom really benefits from product-driven marketing, right? Mm-hmm. So when we released V2, we had a huge bump in trials and customers. When we released oh, V3, yeah, huge bump. Every time we release a feature, we see 
our growth improve. And so when we're doing these things behind the scenes, like, like Jack was saying about um, improving infrastructure um, and all of that, it's hard because we're not releasing features. So we're not, we're not building that momentum. So our growth is still happening and our growth is still increasing, but we don't see like every time it's hard to not just want to keep going after those spikes. It is, it is addictive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but let's let's throw in Adam Wathen to the table. Let's throw in Tailwind. They speak about the open source stuff. Give, 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 give. Release something, and then all it's like tension build up. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what we're doing here, right? It's the tension build up. Yeah, and I mean, I think that that's can be good and can no shit. It can be good and can be detrimental. But I think that think I guess thinking about it in that way, and I guess in, in positioning it in that way, where we let people know, because I think we should be working in public. I think obviously mm-hmm. you and I have opinions about being super transparent and working public, and we both agree very much on that. We both agree as well that there's some things that you don't need to be open about because it doesn't serve anybody, like sharing your revenue reports. I think um, it's uninspiring and boring, and it doesn't help anybody other than your other than other people in in the in the market um and that's not an attack that's just a personal opinion i know like john young food does it right i'm not taking him off he likes it right he likes doing it it gives him a kick i don't care if you do i just think it's stupid right yeah i I eat meat you think that's stupid like (laughs) we have different opinions on but we both listen to morrissey all the time (laughs) (laughs) so much like yeah so much uh, so I th- yeah I just it it I guess it's, yeah, it's no shit it's hard to run a startup because yeah. you want those those bits of momentum and th- that momentum compounds as well right yes, like we have absolutely. a week of releasing some features and then we have another week and then it just seems like oh shit is every week going to be as amazing on our trials and conversions as the last two weeks because we were releasing stuff and I mean even I was listening to I guess it was on um, Justin's show where he was talking about the summer slump. Alleged and I was like, slump. and then I looked at our data and I'm like, are we, I don't think there's, there, we're not, I, I don't think it applies <laughs> to, slump? Yeah. yeah, I don't think it applies. I mean, I definitely can be a trend and I'm not diminishing that, but I just think it, just because something's a trend, it doesn't happen to, to everybody. Oh, no, of course not. Yeah, sure. And we have seen times where it's like, oh shit, what did we do? We have slightly less trials and slightly less conversions than we did like for the last three weeks. Well, uh, there's nuance to what Justin said, and I think yeah. um, the Michelle uh, Geo Codio, um, they were speaking about that publicly. The nuance we have is our data is skewed because we released the API and version three. The yeah. API drove trials crazy, and like trials don't matter in the short term, do they? Like, everyone's talking about long term thinking, and I suppose we have been we have been sometimes short term in the thinking, especially with privacy law, and it's been hard not to do that. But it, the short-term trials don't matter. What matters is the long-term mission of the company. So even if things take time behind the scenes, as long as you're headed towards something really good in the future, I think that's all that matters. Well, yeah, especially if your trials are churning out after a month or two and you've made like a couple bucks off of that customer. Like that doesn't... Oh, that's a different like, story. Okay, that's yeah, and being able to yeah. keep customers for a long time is obviously a lot better than just seeing your trial slump or, or improve a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, see, that's not what I'm talking about. So we don't have, we have, okay. And this is another topic though. You mentioning that, I'll go to yeah. another topic. You know, we had that day 
and I like I love this new transparency on this podcast because I think it's more fun for the listener to actually hear us talk about this stuff because yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling very no holes holds barred. Um, you know, we had that day where it was it was like it was a significant amount of churn. Right, it was the day where yeah. churn just kept on coming. It where was I tweet, not- where I apparently tweeted something that I didn't. Yes. Okay. You so blame you blame my Twitter. I blame. Yeah. <laughs> you you tweeted out about how, you basically said, "Hey, startups really good money, like the most lucrative return on investment I've got." You said something like that, right? Which people loved because mm-hmm. it's right. If you want to make if you want to make money or you want to get a good return on investment for your time, you should start something that's really valuable for other people. That's the too long didn't read. Yeah, you I just meant invest out. in yourself. Sometimes that basically makes sense. that's what you said. And everyone's like, fuck you, money man. And they just except nobody just said like, that except for no, you. No, no. <laughs> it was a it was a big coincidence. It was on my wife's birthday as well. So I blame my wife for it being her birthday as well. Yeah. I joke. Um yeah, so we had that day. But then I looked at the numbers and I looked at the percentages, because I'm curious, right? It just it felt incredible. Um it's negligible. It's like a percent of a percent. <laughs> Our churn is something like two percent. Yeah. Like we're going to have days where it's more. And I just guess I have to adapt into this mindset of it's not even that much. You can't have that. I mean, we have over a hundred thousand sites. You can't be at that kind of scale without having some churn. Right. Yeah. So it's just a switch. I have to actually make a switch because this is a whole different level we're playing at now. Mm-hmm. We're no longer that company that's at $1,500 a month where I'm sending you emails. We've still got these emails where I'm saying, oh my goodness, we got we had five trials this week. We're no <laughs> longer there. That's not so far from that. But there's still this, you know, the pain of losing um thir- the pain of losing five thousand dollars is it's more of a pain than the gain, the positive feeling of gaining five thousand dollars, right? There's yeah. a name for this. I forget what the name is. And I think I haven't updated in my in my psyche the feeling towards churn. And it's I'm not, I'm not extreme. Like I haven't got churn notifications on, but I still see it. And yeah. I have to update that in my psyche because churn doesn't matter. So you're not, not everyone's going to be a good fit. I churn from services because they're not a good fit. Yeah. I have to update that in my psyche. Yeah. And I mean, I think that the point that you made about like you, you couldn't pin that day. If you were looking at an all time chart of, of growth, you couldn't, you don't know what day that is. It's such, it's so insignificant, but at the time it's like, what the and I think in our head, like I think the, the human brain likes to connect dots. Oh, you're right. So, right yeah. so we wanted, like you and I wanted to. Okay, based on all of this churn today, what happened? What did we do? How we can tweeted. we not? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like the the thing, and I think the thing, the the idea that I had probably like a week later was. This is the day that our email, that our yeah, weekly yeah, email yeah, yeah. reports exactly. go out. And like, maybe that's all it was, is people saw, and I think Justin was talking about this on the on the last episode did, of yeah. Transistor Show, about how he didn't want to send out a marketing email, because every time he does, he sees a, a bit higher churn. <laughs> but like, those people were going to leave anyways. And whether you got a couple extra bucks from them for sticking around for one more month or not, like, it doesn't... That's where we're weird, though, because yeah. our trial sequence, we don't care. Like, if you don't want to use Fathom, we want you to leave. Yeah. And I think don't, most people don't do that. They're like, oh, we got to be careful about our email routine. And we're just like, no, we're going to send you enough emails and we're going to remind you on the day that you're billed. So if you're not using Fathom, yeah. cancel now. Here's a link to cancel. Exactly. And we're That's not afraid to do that. Really. Well, we're not afraid to do that in our in our emails. We are afraid to do that in our own minds, but which we're working on. <laughs> 
Yeah, I suppose, well, I don't know. I don't find that when we send out mass emails about product updates that we ever get churn. No. I really have not observed that. But we've done that twice, three times. Like uh, We don't do that very often. We don't do it often, no. So no. it's a small sample size for sure. Yeah. So yeah, so right now, in terms of what we're working on for folks who are curious about obviously no coming soons or anything like that, um, we're working on some auto upgrade functionality. We're just uh, finalizing that. We've had customers that don't want to receive the upgrade emails. They want it to automatically happen. Um, we're doing some Which is such updates. a fun feature for people to ask for. Like, yeah. if you want to bill me more for using more, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, and this is more the business customers. I mean, you yeah. know, even, even Ruben said on Twitter things about, you know, he doesn't want to receive emails. He just wants to pay for a product and use it. Again, this is people that are running businesses. Yeah. We're working on the event system. This is kind of next, hopefully next two, three weeks. Um, finishing <laughs> off. <laughs> oh my God, he Stop did it. it. I did it. Stop it. Now we're not going to give a launch date on EU isolation, but obviously no coming soons or anything like that. I'm, I'm not saying when this is coming. This is huge. I can't help it. Oh my God. I can't help it. I know. We're working on a bunch of exciting stuff and, you know, the multi, multi-firewall multi thing has already been built in staging that's going to production soon. Oh, I'm done. Let's kill this podcast. I'm done. <laughs>